Well, welcome to Coffee with Vern, a time where we have intentional conversations about the gospel and we desire to talk about theological truth. Thanks for joining us. We hope you can learn and grow and be fed through this. Well, here we go. Mustache is in the way. Good morning, Boker Tove. Good afternoon and good evening. Coffee with Vern is back. We took a week off, Jesse. We did. We tried not to take a week off. Honestly, the <laughs> the funniest thing was walking in Sunday afternoon and seeing your bucket ready to go. <laughs> and it was just a disappointment. Well, see, we nobody knew what kind of vehicle we were nope. going to take to staff retreat. So, you know, you and I had this great idea. We did. Let's take coffee with Vern Mobile. I thought we were going to be like in a Suburban. Yeah. You know? Well, see, not even that. I thought we were getting like one of those... 15 passengers? Vans, yeah. I would have been cool with that. So I had... <laughs> I had lights, camera, um, all the equipment. Yeah, I had the soundboard, everything in there. And then ready to go. Malone pulls up with this Infinity. Extremely nice. Yeah, because when you rent an Enterprise, you just say what size vehicle and they assign you whatever. Right. I think you pay a flat rate. Yeah. Um, and let's just put it this way the second tallest on staff, that would be me. Yeah. Got put in the very back. Yes, you did. Yes, you did. If you're watching, you can see the frustration in my eyes. Now, honestly, <laughs> I was cool with it. I volunteered to sit in the back, but I didn't realize I'm, I'm getting a little older and I didn't realize I was going to be cramping. Yeah. But when we got out, when we got back Tuesday, who buddy, my hip was saying, well, even, again. yeah, even never. when you, uh, we first got there, you're like, Oh, my hip. I don't know what's going on with my hip. I'm 24. My hip doesn't hurt when I bike, but when I play disc golf, when I go golfing. Such an old man. That joker wants to just be like, yo, hey, nah, freeze. And I'm like, no, that's not what we're doing. (laughs) Uh, Went hiking this weekend, and my hip was killing me. And I was just like, keep going, keep going. It's for the falls. Keep going. The rainbow falls are coming. Yeah. Yeah, Just whatever. But, yeah, so we took a week off because of staff retreat, and that that was pretty cool. Uh, first time getting to go for me and uh, got to enjoy a lot of fellowship with the brethren, mm-hmm. some good times. Um, and so, but it's good to be back. Yeah. It is. It's always good to go away, but it's always good to come back. It's, I'm just glad all of us made it back. Yes. Honestly. We almost we're, had to leave We're not going to roast anybody, but. <laughs> we almost had to leave someone behind at the falls. Oh, Oh, oh! I wasn't even thinking about that. Thinking about? I was the same person, but I was oh, just thinking driving? about the driving. No, I wasn't going to say that. Well, I'm not going to say anything because <laughs> I know he listens, so I'm good. But oh. yeah, we only, we did. You know, we had to go military style. No man left behind at we those did. Tulua Gorge. Well, see, our mistake was the slowest person always goes first. Yes. But we didn't do that. We all bypassed him like a NASCAR race. Yes, we did. And, uh, you know, he, you would thought he would understand that concept, no man left behind, being military. Yes, you would. You would you thought. might as well say his name. No, I can't do that. <laughs> I'm not that, I'm not going to openly roast him. Oh. But uh, I mean, everybody's gonna our brother, oh, man. Let's just say. Uh, it was one of the funniest things. I have not I laughed have that hard ever in a while. Ever experienced. Um. That was, wow. And I just, I'm so thankful for that moment Yeah, that he turned around. I'm never bringing my kids here. I'm never bringing my kids. Just a sweat. Everyone else is fine. Just sweat. I mean, yeah, my legs were sore. Yeah. I mean, it was, it's a, 
It's a decent well, amount see, of you, stairs. You look at it and you're like, oh, it's just stairs, right? It's not like yeah, a long distance. Then you get distance. to the bottom. We'll see. Even we'll see. That's the problem. Is you go down first, so it builds you this false confidence. <laughs> I'm going yeah. to see the falls. But then you go. <laughs> so it's it was what around 550. We did one over way. 500. So it was almost right, wasn't it? No, it was 297 down. Yeah, no, was, but that's. That was the first part. It was 300 and something down, then stopped, then all the way down to the gorge was 200. So it was almost, it was over a thousand steps. You know, I didn't put that in perspective. Yeah, we've been saying 500. It was close to Because you have to count going down because well, yeah. it still messes with you. Mm, that's then, a good point. When you go back up, you're like, nah, I wasn't so bad. You get about halfway through the first section, you're like, what? My legs, why do they feel like they're on fire? High schoolers, <laughs> this is what you get to look forward to at your retreat. Yeah, we're doing the whole thing though, so go ahead and start exercising. But it was good. It's good to be back though. I was sad that we didn't get to take our stuff, and honestly, we would have been a lot. I don't know yeah. how we would have done it, but we probably had to do it at midnight. Yeah, but it was uh, it was good getting to refresh. We hate that we got to miss out on being with you guys though. Um, yeah, we always hate to miss a week because this is fun for us. Obviously, we love doing this, but mm-hmm. also we love getting some good stuff out to our people to encourage them, and so. Um, yeah. So today's topic. Um, yeah, <laughs> this I mean, is one of the ones I scheduled that I, I made you do. And so I, I apologize, my head, but I don't really like, yeah, I've been dreading this one. I'm not going to lie. You would think something that I'm very passionate about. I would be excited to talk about. It's just, it's just such a touchy subject. Yeah. That's, um, well, you started it last year and you said you were going to finish it I did, and you kept me to it. Yes, I did. James is really good at saying, yeah, we'll get to that. We'll get yeah, we'll get to that. Yeah. And then I try to make sure nobody remembers we're going to get Lo to Lo and behold, it. the day is here. Like, I've been saying that about Revelation. Now, we'll, like, my kids are like, <laughs> hey, can we go through the book of Revelation? I'm like, no, we'll get to that. We'll get to that. It might be, bef- like, if the Lord moves me ever from here, it might be the last days for me so that I can <laughs> tell them about the last days to come. But yeah. we'll get to that. So, yeah, today, yeah, today is the day the Lord has made, and I will rejoice and be glad in it. Oh, what a nice segue. Today is the day. Yeah. Do we eat? Oh, what a come nice on. Nice segue. Uh, yes. Oh, God. Get him a towel. Let's go. Yes. So um, <laughs> we are talking about worship. We are. And so well, worship in itself is not just music, but what we're going to do is we're going to talk about worship music. Mm. We're going to specify on music, but how we're going to do that is we're going to broadly, very quickly cover what is worship mm. and then dive into it. Yeah. And then next week we have a special guest, Lord Will, and we'll bring in our brethren, Rob, and you will get to hear the low of the undertone of Rob bass. <laughs> and so if you're driving, when you listen to this, make sure to turn your bass down yeah. so you don't feel like you've got a subwoofer in your car. I'm going to have to amend channel two on our board. <laughs> it's going to be awesome because Malone's voice is completely different than his yeah. and mine and Josh. So absolutely. It'd be good. I feel like me and you have the most similar voices. If anyone, together you know it's just a brotherhood right there i have no idea i don't either (laughs) um but so it'll be good so we're going to kind of segue into that by talking about worship music today and then all of your questions forward to rob (laughs) not me (laughs) i'm just kidding he's gonna start getting emails what (laughs) what is this james why if people ask me questions i i didn't do it buddy i promise (laughs) i love you um but how I want to kind of go about this, because Jesse said, well, you're leading this one. I was like, of course, thank well, you. Yeah, you are the music guy. Oh, well, used to be. So 
How no, I want to love music. I do, I do. And speaking of music, the metal that's out. That's all I'm saying. But um, sidebar, one sidebar. I've had three shots of espresso and oh, a black goodness. cup of coffee, so I'm gonna have a couple of these. There you go. Sidebar, bringing back gut punch. I was about to say, it's if you want to hear about metal, listen to gut punch. Gut punch back with us next week. Stay tuned. <laughs> um, so, anyways. With that, how I want to do this first is let's define worship. And yeah. I'm going to give you my layman's terms. I didn't bring all my notes from my worship series that I did with the students uh, two summers ago just because that's a lot. And I think we talked a lot about that when Coffee with Vern started. We did. Okay. And so with that, my broad definition of worship is simply anything that you do to bring glory to something or someone. That's broad. Right, so if you want to put it in a biblical context, it's all that you are doing to bring glory to the Lord in your walk, right. everything that you're doing. Um, because our we were created for the essence of worship. We were created to worship God. The only reason man was created was to bring glory to the Lord. The chief end of man is to glorify God and enjoy him forever. That's the Westminster Catechism. Or shorter catechism, I can't remember which one, but... The Presbyterians got it right when they made that their statement of faith. Mm. The chief in the man is glorify God and enjoy him forever. Yep. And so if that is the chief in the man, then in that, how we glorify him is through our worship and through our life. So that is my broad definition is everything that you are doing to bring God glory in your walk. And so if you take out the biblical concept of it, if you're not worshiping God, you are worshiping something because you were created to worship. Right. And and so your nature is to worship something or someone. Yeah. And if it's not Jesus, it is something else. Well, see, and that's, that's something too, right? So if you don't see yourself as a big worship person or you don't enjoy something, well, then you need to take a step back and look. Because that used to be me. I'll admit that. Because you are worshiping something. Something. And if it's not Jesus, it's something. Right. You, you're going to elevate something in your life. So let's just give a couple examples. I'm sorry for the murmur. I'm is trying he, out a new Pop-Tart. He's eating a Pop-Tart. A new one. I don't really like blueberry, but I was like, you know what? Let's give it a try. You thought Am the I sprinkles, satisfied? the colorful sprinkles got you. I was really hoping to find a cherry one, but we were out. I like to keep Pop-Tarts <laughs> on tap, just saying. <laughs> but get, let's get some examples. That's right. Some examples behind it. Um, if you're not worshiping Jesus, you might be worshiping your job, mm. right? But everyone is elevating something in their life. The unbeliever is elevating something in their life, right? Uh, it might be themselves, right? You might be worshiping yourself. And that is, I mean, it's, it's just, it is so true. We see it in all of our culture, yeah. right? People are elevating anything and everything. Let's use the president, for example. Yeah. How many times do we see people worshiping man? Yeah. Right. And so it is very important that we well, understand that. Let's bring it a little simpler and closer to home, sure. too. I mean, this is one. I mean, we live in the South. We're a sports, yeah. sports oh, place. Yeah. Go there, buddy. <laughs> Go there. I mean, let, you, I think people know where I'm going with this. I'll let's go just, ahead. people are elevating sports. I mean, you're worshiping sports. If you would rather be home watching a game than singing praises to That's our good. Lord and Savior. That's good. And what your heart's most inclined to, because Jesus talks about it in the Sermon on the Mount. Yeah. Right? Your heart and your treasures. Yeah. Right? Your treasures express your heart's desire, which expresses what you worship. Yeah. And if if you get more pumped up about UGA getting a touchdown than you do about coming and gathering with the people of God to proclaim his name for his glory, 
there is an issue. Here's my, here's the example that I used in college when I taught this, right? We don't have to make people stand up and cheer if they're a Georgia fan when someone, they, they get a touchdown, right? Right. That's just natural. They're like, yeah, woohoo, and, you know, all them idiots, right? <laughs> <laughs> you're welcome. I know you're laughing. You're yes. a Georgia Tech fan. But people don't, you don't have to make them do that. Right. Why is it so hard, though, to get believe people that call themselves believers to respond in worship and the, right. the praise of song? Yeah. Now let me let me read this to you. This is Go from ahead. Creature of the Word. This is the book I was reading at the end of last year. Um, heaven is not for people who just want to skip hell. Oh, gosh. Heaven is reserved for those who love Jesus, who have been rescued by him, who long to praise him. If someone doesn't have much use for praising him now, it's foolish to think that they're ready for heaven. Oh, my. (laughs) That one hit me like a ton of bricks when I first read it. Pile drive. Someone calling the Zambodi. Woo! Yeah, I mean, because I'll I'll admit, I I, I went through a time, and this is something I still struggle Uh with, where the style of music really affected whether I felt like I was worshiping or and not. We're about to go there, and that mm-hmm. is something that I had to wrestle with because that's wrong. Yeah, don't you? I mean, don't you know I wrestle with that? I'm yeah. I I'm a music guy. Yeah, like I that's tough. Yeah, and, and style of music, man, that's a tough one. But it should not be what drives whether or not you right. worship. The the fact that Christ is King. And that you have life as a believer is what drives you to worship. Right. The fact that God is holy should drive us to worship. Yeah. Because here's something amazing that we're about to open the can of worms with. What do we see in the scriptures in heaven that they are worshiping to and with? They're worshiping to the Lord with one common phrase, holy, holy, holy. Yep. Right. So that's, yep. uh, that should say a lot about how we worship. Yeah. Well, and, and we're... <laughs> regardless of what it is, we are commanded to Psalm 150. How many times is it said? I think it's 15. Give me a, well, I ain't got time to count it, but it's a hot minute. Sing yeah. praises. And the word is halle, which means praise. praise, which is a command. Hallelujah, which is praise the Lord. Yeah. So it's not like, hey, think about doing it. Hey, it's, man, you hey, praise you, no. praise. That's right. That's right. No, absolutely. So, Man. Well, and then Psalm 47, which is what I wanted to segue into our music conversation about. Do it. Psalm 47 is one of my favorite psalms. God is king over all the earth. Let's count together. You ready? God has gone up with a shout, the Lord with the sound of a trumpet. Sing praises to God. Sing praises. Sing praises to our king. Sing praises. For God is the king of all the earth. Sing praises with a psalm. <laughs> Five times the psalmist writes, sing praises, commanding the people to sing praises because why? And his claims are, well, God's gone up with a shout, which means he has exalted himself. The Lord with the sound of a trumpet. And this was a celebration psalm of a victory in war. But despite it, it's still the commands, the command, sing praises. Sing praises to God, sing praises to our king. Four, and verse seven is the claim of why we sing praises, because he is king of all the earth, and that is why. That is the reason. And here's mm. the other other cool thing. Every knee is going to bow to worship King Jesus. Yeah. We know that from Philippians. Every one of them, every single one of them is going to bow. And so, because he is king, he is deserving of praise, because he is holy, because he is God. That I mean, and so in that, I'm sorry. I want to go ahead and get my worship on now, right? right? Because my whole Jesus 
is my life was not to save me from just right. going to hell. Yeah. It was because I need him more yeah. than anything. And because he desired relationship with me. Yeah. Well, yeah, I mean, you know, there's, you are supposed to have uh, two kinds of worship, private worship, corporate worship. Oh, yes. And private worship should drive you to corporate worship. Oh, Jesse Moore. <laughs> That's that not is, coming. That's not coming from me. I don't me. care, but that's good. Yeah, it oh, is. I had to stroke my mustache on that one. That was good. Wow. Yeah. Speaking of mustache, I'm working on one. I'm trying. My mom's like, please shave that thing. The kids call it the caterpillar. Yeah. Um, I'm leaving it. So, let's get into it, shall we? Yeah. Oh me, Lord, help me. Here we go. So, why we wanted to talk about this is because it is a passion of ours to help. Um, and I, I want to kind of set the phrase and the claim for why we're doing this, but it is a passion of ours to help believers, our church, our congregation, but also the, the global congregation of Christ understand what biblical worship is. And that is a huge passion of mine is to train and equip people on what biblical worship is mm. because it's something that is being forsaken, right? As we continue in culture. Right. And um, I've always said music is a beautiful thing. It was created by God. Right. And it was created for the essence of worship. That's what we see in the Psalms. That's what we see uh, in the Pentateuch, that they responded in singing. Right. It was created for worship. But we have today, and I say today, especially in American culture, and it is outside of America, but America predominantly. We have elevated our music um, and belittled the word of God. Yeah. Instead of elevated the word of God and our music support. Right. Does that make sense? Yeah. Oh, yeah. Like completely. the scales have shifted to where the music matters more than the word of God. Mm-hmm. And that is sinful and it is wrong. It's prideful. And I'm guilty of it. Yeah. I've I've been guilty of it, should I say. Um Right. I, I've told uh, Jesse before, I've told the students, I know what four chords to play on a guitar and how to play them to make you start crying. Mm. I could bring my guitar in here and start plucking something and I could get you all in your feels immediately. That's scary that I have that ability as a musician. Well, that that's something else, right? That That's what I look for when I'm making an emotional video. I look for music that will heighten that emotion. Yep. And I know what key, the key of F is a key that is dangerous, my friend. <laughs> you will get some people with some waterworks. It's a beautiful key. It's a somber key, but that's scary. And there are people out there that misuse, that, it. That misuse it. And what's even scarier is sometimes they don't realize that. right? So I'm going to show some grace to my worship people, quote, quote, out there, the music people that are in some of the bigger churches. Sometimes they don't even realize that's what they're doing, right? And so how do we respond then to that? So if our claim is we have got to really understand that music has been elevated and the word of God has been belittled, how do we get that to shift back? Well, we have to test everything with the word of God, absolutely everything. So here's what my response is. Every time a new song comes out, I listen to it and I might get into it, yeah, but I immediately, one thing I'm doing is I'm looking up the lyrics. Yes. And I'm going, okay, what's that? Where, where's that in scripture? Where's that? 
And if the song talks more about myself and has I or me more than it has you, Jesus, Holy Lord, God, phrases about God, then I don't need to be singing it. Mm. Now, there is such thing as laments because we have the book of Lamentations. Yeah. We have laments in the Psalms there that are, are God, are my plenty soul of is desperate for you. Yeah. But there's a difference in the word of God laments and the laments of today's worship at times. Right. And the difference is God is elevated first. And then the lament, it's, 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 it's designed how our prayer should be designed of God, yeah. you are worthy to be praised. You are Lord. Right, that should be first and foremost, and not just words. It should be our heart's cry. Yeah. But God, I'm struggling. Yeah. Help me. Well, even the other way around, there will be a lament in the Psalms, and then at the end, it will be, but we remember mm-hmm. that you keep your promises. Everything is surrounded by, but God. Yes. And that, everything. And so that's the difference. I'm starting to hear, quote, quote, worship songs more and more and more that I'm like, why does this sound like a love song to a wife? Yeah. And if I'm hearing a worship song that sounds more like something that Justin Bieber wrote about his wife, <laughs> and it's supposed to be to God, we got major issues. That's moralistic therapeutic deism, mm. right? Just to throw out that big old phrase. And if yeah. you don't know what that is, that's the mamby pamby mm-hmm, feeling Feels. gospel. Yeah. Right, which is partnered with the prosperity gospel, but that's another story. Yeah. But that is the oh God is so gushy and I lovey lovey dovey. All goodness, no severity. Uh-huh. And I'm like, hold on now. God told me last time I checked, God told us in the scriptures and Proverbs that the the fear of the Lord is the beginning of knowledge. So yeah. something about fear needs to be in there. And what I'm seeing is that you want God to be your boyfriend instead of your Lord. Yeah. Oof. Big oof. And when we start aligning it to where we want Jesus to be our boyfriend, to fix us and our lovey-dovey best friend, oh, gooey-gooey, right? We turn the scales and we forget God is holy and to be revered, Yeah, right? And that's the reason why people don't read the Old Testament. That's another topic. And I know I'm kind of hitting everything, but that's the reason why people don't read the Old Testament. They're like, oh, God, his wrath. I just don't read his wrath. I don't want to see it. And I'm like... His wrath is what brings about his beauty because yeah, he's holy. Exactly. What is grace if, if not there's for not wrath? wrath. <laughs> <laughs> right? And so we have got to align the scales and we've got to align our postures to who God is. There's a reason the Puritans, the Reformers, and Charles Spurgeon, many men like this, that when you read their stuff, like that they had wrote about God. There's nothing of this lovey-dovey mess. It's mm. all, God, you are holy, yeah. and I am been called by you by your grace. Use me as your servant. Yes. Right? And there's this respect factor. But you got anything you want to say before I keep going? Because, man, if I'm, I do, I'm trucking down the road. This will be a really long episode, so I'm, I'm just going to let you down keep going with music. The, I'm going yeah. downtown. We'll, we'll, get, we'll do this because this is the chapter... You know, we just talked about this this morning, but we'll save that for another time. I mean, I've kicked it into fifth gear and I'm driving on the Indy 500. Let's get it. Yeah, we'll just move on (laughs) so so we can have this as a decently (laughs) timed Uh, episode. To save everyone, half of you might have turned it off because you're like, I'm tired of James yelling. I understand. (laughs) I just get really excited. That's all. But so with that, what's your response as a church member, as a believer, as a follower of Christ? Your response should be recognize 
that there has got to be a filter to what we're listening to mm-hmm. and also test it with the scriptures. If there's a phrase you go, I don't know about that, test it with the scriptures. If you don't know how to start with that, that's where you call on people to, hey, hey, brother, what you, how do you feel about this? Me and Jesse do that. We go, hey, I mean, I've countlessly have gone, hey, will you tell me how you feel about this song? Like, I don't know. I'm struggling with it. And we're honest with each other. Yeah. Right. And then also look to your church to what they're singing, because it is the church's responsibility to filter what is being led corporately. Man, you just, you're inside my brain. I was going to ask you a question. Well, go ahead you and don't ask know, I'm going to ask it. So we talked about style. It's a big deal to a lot of people. Um, we have admitted our struggles with it. Yeah. So what do you, what do we do about the, either the visitors who are not Christians or the Christians at our church who are not, who are not as mature in, in their faith as others who it's all about style and they may hear something that is not quote unquote their style. Mm. How do you respond to that? When we're like, if we sing this song, it's completely praise to God. It's biblical. It's just not their style. They complain about it. What is the response? Hmm. Well, and this goes both ways. A lot of different, a lot of different ideas going through my brain. Number one, let's start with the broad sense. Number one, if the song is speaking truth about the Lord, then that is all that matters. That's Mm -hmm. number one, first and foremost, is if the the song is biblical truth, that is what matters more than anything. Yeah. Right. Because at the end of the day, you need, that's where we have to destroy our pride and we have to go. The elevation of God's name is greater than my desire of what makes me feel the best as far as style or what I would like to hear the best. Right. Right, because I'll be honest with you, um, well, I'll just be completely transparent. Um, I'm not a lover of hymns. Now, before I get any further with that, I'm not a lover of Southern Baptist hymns. Yeah. Now, what I mean by that is Oregon, like boom, chucka, chucka feels type stuff that came about within the 40s and 50s, 60s kind of deal, and even a little bit before them. I'm a lover of the hymns that like Martin Luther wrote. Mm-hmm. Um, a mighty fortress is our God. I, I, one of my absolute favorite songs is "Be Thou My Vision." Blessed assurance, amazing grace. Songs that are written out of the scriptures. That there's different styles to it. Yeah. Right. So um, I love more contemporary stuff, but I'm also 24. Yeah. Right? That's what I've been kind of brought up about. And so, but at the end of the day, if that song is elevating God greater than anything then I, I got to get over that and go, you know what, Lord, this is truth, and someone needs to hear it in here. Yeah. So that's number one. Number two, that's also the beauty of the Lord has, there's different style churches, right? And I think there is such thing as a biblical traditional church and a biblical modern church. Yeah. Right? And so there is nothing wrong with being in different bodies. It's the same God, as long as there is, it's biblically a church. Yes. Right. And we, that's a, a whole nother episode and conversation, but there is different styles. That's why there's different uh, denominations and thus forth. Right. Like the reformed Baptist church. I've got a lot of friends that are in that area of life um, coming out of college, the reformed Baptist church, and they are some of the greatest at testing what they're singing. 
But most Reformed Baptist churches I know of um, actually have a blended service to where they're singing newer hymns, so they're hymns with newer styled music right? and some modern stuff that you would hear on the radio. And I think that's really cool. Yeah. And I think a lot of churches could learn from that. Right? You don't have to do the hymn in this specific style. You can do it a different style, right. which Shane and Shane are some of the best at changing. Yes. Because culture totally changes agree. and so does sound. Totally Why do you agree. think the metal of today doesn't sound like the metal of the 90s? Well, I don't know and nobody else listening well, will know that either. Because of culture change. <laughs> so, but you know what I mean? No, I completely agree with you. It's the right? same thing. What you say about music is the same thing about design for me. Yes, absolutely. I would not design something that was popular in the 90s. That's right. That's right. Today, what's the the more color schemes is neutrals. Yeah. Right? There's a lot of neutral stuff. Back in the day, it was bright. Yes. And it'll shift again. Yeah. Right? Mom jeans are apparently a thing again. Those are a thing in the 80s. Right, we might see it turn and turn back around, but culture does change, and so sound and style does. Yeah, but in those changes, are we keeping the scriptures the center? Is where we have to be very, very careful. Mm-hmm. Um, and there are bands that are doing a really, really good job of that. Because at the end of the day, if the same song, so say, let's use "Be Thou My Vision," mm-hmm. if it's the same exact lyrics that it was from whenever it was written. And in 2025, it's the same lyrics, but the style of the song has changed. Should it matter my preference? No. No, because of the heart song is still the truth of the gospel. Right. Right? Well, that uh, goes back to your point. Mm-hmm. You read the lyrics. Yep. When you hear a song, Test read it. the lyrics. Test it with the scriptures. Read it. Pray it. If you don't yeah. like the style, pray the lyrics. Yeah. Which is something I, I have to do. Yeah. Right? So, like, for me... Um, growing up when it was a hymn, I'd be like, oh man, I don't know this. I don't want to sing this. I don't like the style of this growing up. I would have to look at the lyric and something I practiced at North Greenville because North Greenville was everywhere. They did all kinds of different stuff. If I hated the song, I was reading the lyrics and I was trying to tell myself that that's biblical. Get over your pride. Get over yourself. That's biblical. And it's hard. It's very (laughs) challenging, but it's what separates at the end of the day. Yes. The spiritually mature and the spiritually not mature. Absolutely. Because here's another truth. It goes the same thing with preaching. Oh. You might not like the guy that's preaching because you don't like the way he sounds or you don't like the fact that he's yelling. At the end of the day, is he preaching the gospel truth? Right. So get over it. Is it yeah. the truth? That's what matters. Right. And so... If it's not the truth, then we have a different conversation to have. Yeah. But that's, I think you can figure out what that answer would be. And if it's not truth, run. Yeah. <laughs> that's the answer. <laughs> and so, um, but so that would be number one. Number two is like there are different churches because of different styles, and there's nothing wrong with that if the gospel is still the center of that church. Right. Right. Um, because like, like the Presbyterian churches, all, they're more high church, meaning there's more lofty singing and stuff like that. Yeah. Right. I, I, that's not my style, but is it still truth? I would say there are Presbyterian churches, just like there are Baptist churches. That's still truth. Yeah. So, um, and then number three, I would just, I would encourage the younger folks and the older folks and all of ages. I would encourage to have an attentive ear because a part of growing is having an attentive ear. Mm. Um, and so I would encourage my younger people that are like, man, I hate the old stuff to, and this is to myself as well to go, you know what? Is it the truth of the gospel? Does it elevate my king like the scriptures are supposed to? Then that's what matters. And then I would also encourage the older that are or older or younger mm-hmm. that are like, man, I hate the new stuff. 
I would encourage you to have an attentive ear and go, does it elevate my king and teach the gospel? Mm. Right. Um, because at the end of the day, our job is as leading worship and to worship is to glorify the Lord, not man. And it's not to make ourselves feel good. Yeah. Right. Sometimes the best times of worship for me are when I walk out recognizing the the conviction, mm-hmm. like, and it hurts and it's like, wow. Right. I, I, I'm on the, I err on the side of, I don't want to walk out of church feeling puffed up about myself. I want to yeah. walk out feeling uh, convicted, yep. knowing Lord, I've got to have you. Mm-hmm. I don't want to go look at what I did this week. Yeah. I want to go, Lord, I need you for this next day, this next breath. And so that's how we are to worship. And we must look at the scriptures for it. Um, and there's a lot to that, man. There's so much I want to open up. Um, but I want to encourage you with some music that I've been listening to, uh, to kind of close out like some bands that I would recommend to you. If you're like, Hey, I need to kind of filtrate what I'm listening to. Cause if I'm going to be honest, the radio does a very poor job of filtering. Yeah. Right. Just because it's on the radio doesn't mean we should be singing it in the church. Yeah. Um, and I've noticed that lately what's being played on the radio is what's popular and typically, if it's the number one song on the chart, uh, on the chart, it's probably the least biblical. Oh, <laughs> just look saying at that. I'm just being honest. That's reality. When I look at the number one charts on iTunes and stuff, usually it's one of the songs that is all about me, 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 mm. and I'm not into that. And so, what I would say is, be careful, have an attentive ear, right, and filter with scripture. But some bands that you can trust that the Lord has. Um, graciously shown me over the years of leading music at North Greenville and all Austin stone worship. They do a great job. They sing some songs from bands that I would be like, Ooh, I don't know. But what they did was they tested that song with scripture mm-hmm. and they go, if it's rooted in scripture, we'll change the style of it and do what we must do. But if it's going to help our people respond and worship, then we will. I think that's biblical because Shane and Shane does that as well. Yeah. Right. Um, Shane and Shane, Austin Stone Worship. I like Vertical, right? Vertical has some good stuff, more modern. Um, but Austin Stone and Shane and Shane, and then the Worship Initiative, which is the side project of Shane and Shane and their group, what they do is they take songs from other bands and they rewrite them to help corporate worship. So they'll lower the keys and do stuff like that so it's not singing in the rafters. Because here's the other thing. If you're singing in the rafters, you're not helping your people worship. Mm-hmm. Don't, don't, I trust me. I love singing in the rafters. It's fun. I'm a musician, but if I'm not helping my people worship, I'm making it hard for them to figure out what to sing. Then I'm not doing my job. And that, that's something I have to look at myself and figure out. So, Hey, I'm, I'm talking to myself, but those are some really good sources, um, that I trust. Um, and so I would encourage you check them out, right? Really solid stuff. And there is some stuff that is popular that I listen to, but I've tested it with scripture. Right. Right. And if one of my brothers comes to me and says, James, I don't know about this song. Guess what? I'm going to have an open ear to listen. Mm-hmm. Right. But at the end of the day, what I'm listening to, what I'm singing, I want it to be about God and not me. Because if I'm singing about myself, then I'm no different than the musicians of this world. And I, last time I checked, the musicians of the kingdom of God are to represent him, not themselves. And so um, one song I do want to encourage you, though, to check out that I have just been, oh, oof, 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 oof. It's just as we enter uh, Easter season, this is my heart cry. Christ's our hope in life and death, the worship initiative. Um, it is an exceptional song. Um, and so 
we're going to play that to kind of end. Um, if you don't know it, I encourage you to check it out. Sing this this Easter season. Shabbat Shalom. We'll see you next time. What is our hope in life and death? Christ alone, Christ alone. What is our only confidence that our souls to Him belong? Who holds our days within His hand? comes apart from his command and what will keep us to the end the love of Christ in which we stand oh sing